0: Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I don't know, you know, they, they do a good job mixing up the coverages. Or, um, You know, when we played them the first time, we only scored 19 points or something. Um, but, um, you know, we, we had to get on the ball and move, you know, a little bit. More tempo in the second half because we were just we just seemed methodical and lethargic uh, in the first half. I thought. Vikings coach Mike Zimmer talking after a rare Vikings loss to the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Another loss that probably goes um, a long way towards uh, meaning Mike will be the former Vikings coach at some point, maybe January 10th, which is in National Football League circles known as Black Monday because the Vikings last game is on January 9th. It's Zolgad. It's Declan Goff. It's comments from YouTube where you take over the show. We read your comments. We react. We pat you on the back for good comments. Um, And Declan runs the show. So, Declan, without further ado, the floor is yours. All right, Jed. I I combed through some
1: uh, comments after the Ventline episode yesterday by the way thank you for everyone for hitting that subscribe button hit the like button really appreciate it if you like daily minnesota vikings entertainment and by the way big thank you to everyone who does like us and does support us because our audience here it, we're, we're serving you okay so all, all the trolls out there think why do you listen wow. to score north we have a good wow. amount of people who do love and support us so they are living in your head thank rent you. free right now yeah and they we live are, in You there. know what
0: the trolls Happy holidays! Happy holidays! The fans. Merry same Christmas! Thing.
1: Kiss my no 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 no, um,
0: no no. We don't know what I'm, I'm saying. It's doing, doing the Griswold. We are, we are look, Clark W. Griswold. Look look look. Here's the thing at Score North. Okay, we are therapists. Therapists do not. They take they take an oath that they will support everyone, including the trolls. So to yeah. the trolls, I say yeah. we're trying to help you. To uh-huh. the to the to the people that like Score North, I'm saying thank you. I'm glad we've helped you. See. We take an oath here. It's a sports oath. Sports dad takes a sports oath.
1: All right. A lot, lot, of, uh, a lot of fans pretty upset, though, after that mm-hmm. loss. And honestly, more upset about where this team mm-hmm. and confused where this team should be heading. So let's start with this one from Bad Dad Joke on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. He says, it's time to start the rebuild. If we can be patient enough to capitalize on the dysfunction that is incoming to Green Bay, we are in prime position to peak during the first two to three years of the post Rodgers packer era. With no Aaron. And us being the best of the rest, we should be able to get a high seed playing six games in division if this goes right. Big if, though. Judd, what do you think about uh, the Vikings starting their rebuild and also just the state? Because I think he brings up a good point here. Not to always look at what the Packers are doing and how that goes with the Vikings' success, but let's be honest the the Rodgers' time in Green Bay could be coming to an end after 2021. Absolutely. What do you think about the Vikings' window to not just start a rebuild, but also pretty quickly? grab the division by hold.
0: Well, I think the Vikings need to, and and I love the comments. So, so like, I think it's because I think it's spot on as far as the fact that, that there's a chance that the divorce between the Packers and Rodgers happens after 2021. But all that being said, Declan Goff, I think the Vikings need to first and foremost, to worry about the Vikings, uh, the Bears, if the bears do this, right? Same boat, right? Like if Justin Fields, so if they get a coach who's good and a G- GM, who's good and, the Bears and the Vikings might be in a very similar state as far as what they're going to be looking for as far as a GM and a coach. Uh, Justin Fields gets the right guy, right? The Bears, could, Bears could get good too. Uh, so I love the point, and, and I think it's a really good thing to bring up, but I think you the Vikings need to really be concerned about themselves. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Teams are going to improve. Some teams are going to decline. It's just the nature of the beast. Uh, But what you need to do is say, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? And how can we get to a place where other factors of what teams are doing is not important to us? Um, For instance, when Mike got the job, you know, 2014, he was brought in to stop quarterbacks. Very much so. And for a while, it was a good idea. It doesn't work now, but it worked then. And so I really think the Vikings need to prioritize themselves and not be like, Well, the Packers might be bad because Dex, we don't know. The Bears could the Bears could get good. So I think the most important thing is focusing on you being as good as you can be and not really worrying about what like the Bears or Packers do.
1: Some of the best advice I ever received from my uh my father was you worry about you. It's yeah. uh, it, it's, it's it's a very good sports saying. thing. It's a very sports thing, and it's a very good life thing. You worry about you. Don't be worried about other people and and what other actions are going on. You worry about you because you've got enough to be worried about. Um, I, I think it, it, you don't want to be the classic Vikings fan who's always just like, it's fun to poke fun at the Packers. That's fun because it's rivalries, and I I love all that. Um, but I wouldn't be concerned. I wouldn't be putting eggs in a basket that's because the Packers are going to possibly also be entering a rebuild that that means the door's wide open that the Packers are going to fall off. You also don't know. Well, who who is the Packers replacement? Is it going to be Jordan loves it? Someone else that supplements, they could also sure. be trending in the right direction. Sure. Justin Fields is a wild card with the Bears. Um if they get the right coaching staff, maybe. But the Lions are, are a mess. I think maybe we can all admit that. The Lions gonna it's oh, gonna, take a, while.
0: It's gonna take a while. I don't think they'll ever be good. So yeah, I I, I Detroit I'm that. never gonna be very concerned about. Uh, Steve says, everybody
1: relax. Zim goes after this season and Cousins stays. What do you think about the idea of Zimmer going and Cousins staying put in two I'm not on board with that now.
0: Um, so here's what I think. I think the Welsh need to fire Spielman and Zimmer. And I think that they need to hire a GM who's going to be in charge of picking the next coach. Mm-hmm. And those two are in charge of Kirk. Uh, this whole notion that the Vikings are going to fire Zimmer, keep Spielman possibly, and keep Kirk. Um, i it, Look, I have as much curiosity as the next guy of seeing Kirk with an offensive coach, Dex. But we, we've talked about this. I think there are many parallels between these Vikings in 2021 mm-hmm. and the wild teams of Parisi, Suter, and that group. Um I think there's talent. I think there are players who individually are good. But is Kirk Cousins a winner? Is Kirk so like when push comes to shove, not can he have a good month, not can he play well. I know he can play well. But is he a guy who's going to lead you to a championship? All I'm saying is if the Wils do this right as far as who they fire and hire, I would not be surprised if a new GM and coach sat down and said, Yeah, you know, n- no, sorry.
1: Yeah, Thomas says no more cousins, Zimmer, or Kubiak. No, yeah, um, Kubiak's
0: a non starter. Like, he's, he's gone. He's yep. gone. He's just gone.
1: But David's comment here is interesting, um, because I think internally, this guy could come up as the next GM of the Vikings. I wonder if Rob Brzezinski could be a GM candidate if they wanted to stay in house. You've known Rob and you've known this organization covering them for a long time. And Rob is a great behind-the-scenes guy. Cap yeah, Wizard. He's GM. Cap Wizard. But yep. why is it to you that he is not a GM candidate of a football team?
0: Because I, I need somebody with more, and, and Rob's been around forever, but I need somebody who's going to come in with more football ops experience. And Rob is a great Cap guy. And Rob, I, I would not fire Rob. I would keep Rob. Rob is is great at what Rob does. But I think making him GM would be extending him out of a comfort zone in which he's really, really good. And I think that there's a lot of football operations executives. And, and these are not like household names. So I'm not saying I'm going to give you five names of guys. It's not like coaches. But there are a lot of people who have put in a lot of time in football obstacles behind the scenes who are very successful um, in scouting and player personnel. Who I think would be great to work with with Rob, like Rick has, but I think making Rob GM would be extending him well outside of of the zone in which you should expect the results. Was Brzezinski hired pre-Spielman? Oh yeah, he was hired in like '99.
1: Oh, so he's been with
0: this 2000. He's been. He's a salary cap genius. He he was hired because their cap was a mess. So basically in the late 90s, I think it was after 98, 99-ish, Denny and the crew rewarded a bunch of players with contracts for what they had done, not what they were going to do. And the cap killed them because it's like, you can't do that. And so they they hired Rob. I think he had been with the Dolphins in some type of job. um, as a pretty young guy. They hired Rob, and he is a great cap guy. I I would not fire Rob. But that being said, I don't think it's probably fair to make him a GM. I'm not saying he can't take on more responsibilities. That's certainly possible. Um, but there's a lot of people that would interest me from the outside. And plus this Dex, um, flat out, I want fresh sets of eyes. I'm not saying that you clean house completely. I, I think the Vikings have some people behind the scenes who are very good. So I'm not saying that I fire everybody. But don't you want a fresh set of eyes to come in and judge Kirk Mm -hmm. and that team? Like, I think a fresh set of eyes would judge things very differently. I mean, look, anyone who is here a long time drafts guys or coaches guys and becomes attached. Perfect example, Anthony Barr, right? Like Mike is, and I'm not saying that when he's healthy, he's not good. But I think a fresh set of eyes would judge Barr very differently than Mike and Rick do. Uh, so I would like a fresh start at the most important positions to basically say, okay, Harrison Smith's been great, but because all we hear and see is, well, he just does all of these things, and and what I see is an aging player who's not as good. Not saying he's bad, but I right. am saying I I want somebody who knows football inside out to shoot me the their truth. I get that. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I want
1: someone to come in here and have a fresh start. I think they'll do a good vetting process if they are indeed going to blow this um, blow this up. But, I mean, Judd, when was – I know Rick Spielman became the GM after Childress got fired. But, I mean, had the Vikings ever gone through a GM coaching big overhaul change like this? Not, uh, well, not under the Wilfs, really.
0: No, and they didn't pre – Uh, Pre the Wilfs, they didn't, until Rick got the GM job after the 3-13 and debacle, Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have a GM. Childress was the de facto GM because his contract gave him first right of refusal on the 53-man roster. Uh, Denny Green, same thing. De facto GM, basically. Got it. And so, no, the the Wilfs have never conducted the type of search that we're asking them or that I am asking them to, to conduct. But they've also been here now since 2005. So like, if you don't have enough confidence in yourself to conduct that search 16 years in, mm-hmm. you're never going to have that confidence. So it's it's time for them to put some faith in themselves as far as the vetting process to hire the right people. Go for some comments from the game after the loss to the Lions. Uh,
1: Stiff Richards says, I know every team deals with injuries, but Hunter, Kendricks, Barr, Thielen, Pat P, Griffin, Dalvin Cook, Seven key COG players out cut them some slack. How much slack do you cut the Vikings for missing so many key players and losing to the Lions yesterday? I cut
0: them zero slack, and here's why. In the first half of that game until the end of the uh, second quarter, Justin Jefferson had two catches, two targets for 53 yards. This is why I cut them zero slack. The last two games that they've lost, you said, we said, everybody said, you're going to have to go in and win offensively. Like, you're going to have to lift how you think about football, uh, pull back the curtain, Zim, and you're going to have to say, we need to basically win these games by scoring more points. And yet, until you were down by multiple points to the Lions, you didn't think to yourself, that number 18 is pretty good. So, So, yes, they are missing key guys. But as that note said at the beginning, Look at the attrition that occurs around this league and the amount of key guys that are out right now. So yeah, it's tough. But there's a lot of teams who it's tough for, and you're playing Detroit.
1: Yeah, you should beat Detroit, and they were yeah. in, they, they they should have absolutely. Now, if if you're let's see, you hobbled a Wild Card Weekend, right? And and you were out seven of the key players.
0: Well, the maybe. opponent makes a little bit of a difference, but yeah. you but you had the Niners game. You literally had to go in there and say, "We are just going to flat out outscore you."
1: Yeah. And they didn't do that either. So right.
0: I, and, yeah. And then and, and Thielen got hurt in yesterday's game, but before that I'm sorry, Christian Derisau, I like him a lot, but him going out is not licensed to redo your entire line. Mm-hmm. Like that's self destruction.
1: Yeah, Paul Fred our, our buddy, uh says in the YouTube comment section on that exact topic, only Udo needs to go into witness protection, multiple false starts, just looks clueless out there. Come on. Why didn't Rashad Hill start at left tackle? And maybe Davis at right guard. Did Wyatt Dave, Davis slide into Zimmer's girlfriend's DMs or wow. what? I know you don't have any insight on that. Wow. Uh, but but why, why so much of the offensive shuffling uh, for the Vikings? Like why it, it's, shuff, it's, it's shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic.
0: Right. And I am not a Rashad Hill fan of him. Have made that clear since day one. He is a backup. That's what he is. He started the first five games. He's a backup. But that being said, he's a backup. Like yesterday is when you use him and instead, instead you take poor Udo, who, by the way, has been set up to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing is TJ Clemmings, uh, Drew Samia, Udo. How many of these guys do you have to set up to fail before you say maybe this is an us problem? Udo gets moved to left tackle. And granted, he's a tackle, not a guard where he was asked to play previously. But left tackle is a very tough position. And all of a sudden, you're just like, hey, dude, go play left tackle this week. And now Mason Cole, who, you know, has proven himself to be a, I would call him not great, reliable center. He gets moved to guard. So Garrett Bradbury, who you bench, can come back in. All the while, so Rashad Hill doesn't play. When I told you that he was playing too much at first, and you're like, oh, no, he's starting. Um, I have no idea. It's it's self destruction. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, but I would like to say this on Oliudo. I feel bad for him. They moved him to guard right before training camp.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they decided Wyatt Davis was either out of shape. I don't know what they decided, but they took this kid who's a tackle, and they just moved him to guard. And they're right. like, it's gonna work. <laughs> and I said from the start of training camp, this is a big ask. You know, this whole notion, well, he, he can just move. You know, the offensive line is is um, is a collection. It's like it's like cells, right? Like it's not just a one-off. It's a collection. It needs to work in sync. Yeah. It's like cells in your body. They need to work in sync to keep you healthy. And just to be like, oh, we'll just put this guy here and that guy. That's ridiculous. It, they, they treat him like it's a running back.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Very, very strange. I, I, the, the, the neglect of not resources, but evaluation on the offensive line. Like, uh, we, can, we can be and moan about, about the neglection of it, but, I mean, the Vikings have spent first and second round draft picks. Capital at these positions now, free agency, they haven't gone out and made a big splash signing for a lineman basically since Alex Boone, to be completely honest. Unless memory, uh, I, I don't remember the last offensive lineman that was a free agent that signed a multi-year deal outside of Booney. Um, they haven't done that. I mean, did it with mm-hmm. Steve Hutch, which was a godsend, a Hall of Fame player. Well,
0: and that proved, and that should have proved to Rick, because that was not Rick's move, but that should have proved to Rick about why mm. the value of like a guard is so high. Exactly.
1: So I, I would imagine if they figure up the cap space, which is already going to be another interesting move for them, if offensive line will have to be priority number one for them because the shuffling of these deck chairs ain't working. Well,
0: and, and I do think th- that if and when Spielman is fired, You cite that exactly. Mm -hmm. Like you, you signed Kirk Cousins, who clearly we all have now seen needs things to be as perfect as possible. Like he needs a good line, he just does. And you signed Kirk and basically said, Well, we'll fudge it now. What were you thinking? And then don't say, Well, Zim won a defense. It's your two damn jobs to be on the same page. Like again, Rick, you are the GM. That's why we gave you the title. General Manager,
1: uh, Judd. Before I, uh, I get into some other comments here, because I left this one from Harrison Smith. I'm hot right now. Well, I'm hot. I'm upset. I need something to calm me down. I got something for you. What do you got for me? I have something for you. Right, right, right in my hand. It's a Surly Furious. It's right. In, oh. It's it's cold. It's ready for the nice red can. The inviting <sighs> red can of a Surly Furious. Because Judd, we had a we had a noon game yesterday. I feel like forever since the Vikings have just played a traditional noon game. With all the uh, random starts they've been having in the bye weeks and this, this, and that, but when once you sat down to watch a little bit of Sunday night football with my guy Teddy B, who looked completely terrible yesterday for Denver, what were you sipping on as you uh, watched the rest of football on the rest of
0: Sunday? Let me see here. That would be yes, you are correct, Dex. As I calmed myself down, in my right hand, a surly and in particular a surly furious helped me calm down. And you know what? I realized this today. Surly brewing. Brewed Furious just for seasons like this. Because the Furious, well, first of all, aptly named. Second of all, it allows you to calm those nerves. It, you know, your team might be self-destructing, right? But it, but when you got in your hand a can or a, or a mug that, that you poured of Surly Brewing Products, mm mm-hmm. Furious being my favorite. Well, let me just say, it provides you with a peaceful, easy feeling that you probably don't have when you are trying to watch the Purple. Surly, furious, don't settle, get surly. It'll actually calm you down.
1: Uh, this great question from Jer Bubba. He says, Why don't they blitz Harrison Smith more? He hits the quarterback every damn time. Then he also goes, Fire Kubiak, fire Zimmer, and fire Spillman. love your show. Here's what Thank I don't you. get. And I. I This is what perplexes me about Mike, because I thought last year, even though they lost Daniel Hunter, that, well, he's going to figure out ways to still orchestrate pressure. There's still guys to do that with. You get creative. You might not have the resources on the defensive line that Daniel Hunter and at the time Everson Griffin weren't on the team. So, yeah, you you might be depleted there, but you can figure out ways to blitz the quarterback. But he never did that. And then yesterday, also, they, they refused to blitz and pressure Jared Goff, who's a clearly flustered quarterback all the damn time. Why... Why don't they end up blitzing guys like Harrison Smith more to send someone else on Jared Goff? Well,
0: and I believe on the last drive, the one time that they sent extra pressure was Vigil and Harrison Smith. And Harrison Smith almost got to Goff. He he released the ball, and I think, Dex, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the third down throw right before the winning touchdown where Breland dropped the ball. So it's a great question. I have no clue. and And it probably falls... It's not in the same file, but it's probably in the same vicinity as, and I think we saw this briefly in the San Francisco game, Anthony Barr. Why does Anthony Barr not pressure the quarterback more? I I mean, every time he does it, it seems to work. Um, It certainly seems to apply what I would say is productive pressure, but they back off then. So I don't know. I don't know, but I mean – defensively, I think it's very safe to say, and I know the Vikings were down a bunch of key players, but this comes really from the last two years. I think it's safe to say that Mike has lost his defensive fastball. I just do. I think it's safe to say that. Um, He's been probably to a certain point figured out a bit, but I also think, you know, that last drive, I understand The coverage was not great. And ultimately, when Dantzler got burned for the winning touchdown, we definitely saw that, Declan. But you know what else? You said it yourself. Jared Goff, the only way that you were really going to fluster him and throw him was not to cover guys. It was to bring the pressure at him and say, quick, make a decision. So I think he's lost his fastball. I I really do. I think that was his greatest strength, dialing up different, not even blitzes, just looks. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, through attrition and through a lot of things that that that's gone now. And if that's gone, the question goes back to what do you do here? Exactly.
1: Right. I mean, I mean, Lovey Smith and with the Bears for the longest time, right? A defensive genius. But eventually you get stale, like uh, rosters get older, rosters go through changes and and you're just not as good as you used to be.
0: Well, and teams eventually, unless you're willing to unveil new looks completely, which I think might be easier offensively than defensively, decks. teams do nothing but study you. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think people, and I've talked about this for a long time, I don't think people understand that these guys basically spend the spring and summer grinding film. I mean, they're, you know... They're looking at the double-A gap look, and then they're looking at the look that came up after that, and then they're looking at the next look, and eventually, they're going to solve some stuff. Yep. And unless you say, I'm going to alter what I've done, which for a lot of coaches is very difficult, especially, I I think, older coaches who have had success, unless you are willing to say, I'm going to overhaul what I believe, you know, it's going to get tougher.
1: Uh, and by the way, have you seen Lovey Smith's beard this year? He's back with the Texans. He's got a great
0: no. Beard. You
1: know he's back with the Texans. I yeah. even forgot that too. DC, right? Yeah, he's the DC there. He he great beard. he
0: had a great Santa beard at at Illinois,
1: right? I think so too. Now it's I mean, uh, it's yeah. a legitimate Santa beard. It, this thing's he's looking good. He's looking good. I like it. Good for Lovey. Uh A couple more here. Mike says they will not beat the Steelers on Thursday Night Football. They're playing for a higher draft pick now. Lay down and get a higher pick so they can do this all over again next year with Zimmer and Spielman. a lot, Kind of a lot, actually, to parse through that comment. Uh, what's your gut feeling, though, going into Thursday Night Football against the Pittsburgh Steelers?
0: Oh, I think they win, but I thought that that they'd beat Detroit coming off the Frisco loss. Um, I think they're going to hang around. Um, the only thing I saw yesterday that was interesting to me, intrigued me, and they were down lots of guys, So I and guys are going to come back, I believe, for this game, but the only thing I saw was that was the first time I think I've seen some give up Like, it looked like there was some, I'm not saying universal, but it felt like there was some, as Mike said, lethargic play, which to me is code for some of our guys didn't try as hard as they probably should have. Mm. Um, But I think they're going, you know what? This league's so weird. It's so, I mean, this year especially, this is true across the board, but this year especially, explain this league to me. Like, there have been a lot of, I mean, San Francisco lost. Garoppolo was bad. Uh, Baltimore lost to Pittsburgh. I don't think Pittsburgh's good. I think Big Ben's cooked. So I'm predicting a Vikings win at home on a short week, coming off a really bad loss. Uh, but I, I don't think it's possible in football to really tank. Because how many teams are going to let you tank? Maybe, the like, the Texans might. Mm-hmm. But like you can't go in to um, the game on Thursday if you're Pittsburgh or the Vikings, and say <laughs> we want that draft pick. It's not like basketball, um, so I don't think I don't think it's possible to say tank for the pick. I do think it's possible and just fine if you're a Vikings fan now to root for the L's. But I don't think the team's going to do things to get a loss.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think they. They roll over by any means either, so I it, mean the league's so weird, I agree. like I look agree. at the results this year. it's been strange. the parody this year has been insane. It I mean really it's has. a lot
0: of bad teams, yeah calling a spade a spade there's a lot of horse crap product every Sunday, and I still love the league. oh yeah, so I'm, I'm guilty uh one more here from Bob to wrap comments from YouTube he
1: says, oh. I'm embarrassed this is not Bob hot tub, Bob hoard this is not that's not that Bob okay uh, actually I'm not 100 percent sure.
0: He says, "I like how you went through the whole disclaimer to say you're not really yeah, sure."
1: Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I just work here. I don't know. Uh, he's a he says, "I'm embarrassed to be a Vikings fan and won't be supporting any Vikings gear anymore." Jud, what do you say to someone who says I can no longer be a Vikings fan, especially after watching the debacle against Detroit yesterday?
0: As a as as sports dad, and more importantly, in this case, a, re- a registered Minnesota sports therapist, I say this: You got to do you. You got to do what you are. Now, I would not suggest burning it or throwing it away. Okay. Because I'm guessing that there were some very upset and rightfully so back a few years ago, wild fans who might have said, This jersey, I don't want this jersey anymore. And now they're like, I wish I had my jersey, right? So I would advocate that you put it in storage, mothball it. um, But unless you're going to divorce yourself from the team, and that's a whole nother step, that's a whole nother story. Unless you're going to divorce yourself from the Vikings completely, put it away. Grab a Surly Furious from your fridge. Damn right. Sit down and just be calm. Just be calm. If the Vikings do this right, they can come back. They can. You know, they,
1: we've <laughs> seen it in this down. There's and there's it's possible there's still such a path for them to back into this playoff spot with this seven there seed is, being but, completely. But like let's let talk open.
0: about but let's talk about this job, okay? If the Wolves do this right, Dex, here's the thing. N- number one, rebuilds are true in some sports. But in football, with this parody, it's not like you had a tear down, okay? This team went to the NFC title game with Case Keenum. And it's not like you'd go back now and be like, well, I wish they hadn't gone. Now, yeah, the game sucked when, when they got drilled by the Eagles. But the point is, they went to the NFC title game with a career backup, QB. So. Is it really that far-fetched with the offensive components that if you get the right people here that there can be some immediate success? No. Like, we're used to, well, you got to build your defense a certain way, and if you don't, well, that's actually not true. Like, you do not you do not want to hemorrhage yards and stink, but when you've got Justin Jefferson as a starting point, that's a pretty offensively, 2022, that's really good. The other thing is, if you put the GM and coach job up, you're going to bring those, the the prospective GMs. Let's just start there, Declan. You're going to bring them to a brand new, gorgeous uh, practice facility, right? Like it's not going to Eden Prairie and Winter Park. It's gorgeous. Then you're going to take them to see a stadium that's gorgeous. Like the Minnesota Vikings are an incredibly attractive job. Like if I am a top-notch prospect GM, you think I'm not going to be like, oh, this is great. Like you name me another job that's as good. The Bears job? Fields is enticing, but I'd rather work for the Wilfs than the McCaskies, and the Vikings now got everything going for them. So I I think if you do this right, this whole, well, it's going to be a rebuild, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a retool, but like the cupboard's not gonna be bare. Um, Jefferson's on his rookie contract still. And and he can't he can't even look to redo his deal until after two thousand twenty-two. So I think that the future, if this is if, if the strings are pulled correctly, I think it's the future's great here. Absolutely great. It's just that the current administration, and this happens. In politics too has run its course. Yep. It's time for some changes, but, man. But I mean, don't be like all oh, this this is oh this is hopeless. No, it's not. Look, I I
1: I'm pissed off after the loss to the Lions. I told you that it, that that's the most infuriating loss to me of the season. It it it's more fresh than Cooper Rush to me. It really is. At least the Cowboys are a are, are a well coached team. The Lions are not. Uh and that to, to lose to the winless Lions just like come on, dude. It's it's the damn Lions. You've basically had two gimme games against them for the better part of my entire existence on your schedule, and for them to lose that game, it's frustrating. But I'm not. My my grand scheme is I'm not bailing on bailing on the Vikings. I'm upset at this year's team. This team is is, is upset me. Not to the sure. not to the degree of the Twins. Like the 2021 Twins. Yep, yeah, it's very disappointing. Them very disappointing. But like I wrote them off very early. Yep, I'm not. Well, but that's I'm over this team, but I'm not over the direction of this team.
0: Exactly. And, and the thing with this team, too, is, and this is what I like, they have suffered the type of defeats that I think you need for dramatic change. So they're good they're good defeats. Uh, I think where the twins drive you more crazy is one, you, you had faith yeah. in in Falvi, Lavina, Baldelli, and two, they're going nowhere. Like that's the thing is if the Vikings the Vikings have a chance here to make changes that will make perfect sense and take you in a direction that could be really fun and really good. Just imagine this one. Justin Jefferson turned loose. <laughs> and I don't even think you need uh, the greatest QB in the history of QBs. Um, so, yeah, there is prime opportunity. and And I covered those teams where the selling points were, yeah, oh, come see our facility built in nineteen eighty two in Eden Prairie. Hey, yeah, we play in the Metrodome. You know, that's not a selling point. No. This now is a selling point. Absolutely. And if you get the if you get the cap done right and the GM right and the coach right, you know what you can do? Because the Wolfs will also do it. Pursue free agents who are going to say, Oh my God, this is where I can work. Mike Tice used to have to go they they would go pick um a free agent up to show him around from the airport, get him drunk, and take him to Winter Park because it was so crappy. Right. Now you can just take him to the new TCO Performance Center for dinner, you know, and say, like, "Eh, this is where you're going to work. So anyway, no, I am am very bullish on the Vikings' future. I do think they need to have the guts to make the right moves. But if they do, I don't think, like, this is a, well, it's going to be three or four long years. I don't think that's true at all. Not at all.
1: Like they can turn this around. They can turn it around. Absolutely. All right. That's comments from YouTube. Appreciate you. Thank you. Alex Booney joining us tomorrow, which oh, is going to be absolutely oh, on fire. Offensive
0: line. How do you feel about three fifths oh, of it being God. turned
1: over? I got to figure out who I'm firing. And next then so you know what? I, I know. Who I'm
0: going I'm to ask me. that question. Shut off my mic because yep. a half hour later you might stop ranting.
1: Yeah. Daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment right here on.